0: all right today is july 3rd 2022 and our lesson is lesson five about increasing ministry and also about stephen's martyrdom and uh, we've taken prayer requests we've already had prayer for a person and now we're going to let brother mickey lead us in prayer for the class and these requests
1: Father, we're thankful today, Lord, for the blessings that you pour upon us each and every day. Lord, that we're able to rise out of bed, Lord, to glorify and to magnify you, Lord, for the new day. A new day is dawning. Father, we thank you for our forefathers that you brought to this nation this country heavenly father to establish a new area to worship you in spirit and in truth father we thank you for the men and women that have stood strong throughout the years lord to keep that uh, in relationship to you lord to feel your presence to feel your guidance lord for without you we would still be a, a at uh, the hands of those that would like to have rule over us today father we pray for our nation lord and we lift this nation up to you once again may they remember heavenly father the f- constitution and the men and women that fought to make it whole heavenly father and, and have it to be uh, through your word oh god through the presence of your holy spirit guiding and directing men as they prayer to you lord for guidance and direction for our nation father today we are a nation heavenly father Uh, that still believes in you and depends upon you father for we show it in our currency and everything that we do father it says one nation under god yet we have men and women lord that is disgracing the, the position where they hold lord declaring that there is no god heavenly father we know that without you heavenly father we are lost and dying heavenly father but with you we can do all things through christ who strengthens lord today we lift up uh, dennis and Mary and mary alice lord and we ask your hand to continue to touch them lord and minister unto mary alice heavenly father this bump on her head lord we pray that your healing touch would anoint it with your presence lord and give her strength so lord thank you for touching brother phillips back lord we pray for a good report now for the x-ray heavenly father that the blessings and the anointing would be upon him Lord, we lift up your your presence in this day, Lord. And we ask you to be today with uh, those that have been sick, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the healing of Danny, Lord, and for your anointing presence today upon Opal, Heavenly Father. We just lift him up unto you today, Heavenly Father, and ask you to be with him, O oh God. Lord, we pray for the Duncan family, Heavenly Father, and the the situation with nail heavenly father lord we just ask you to minister oh god lord and touch and strengthen heavenly father give them boldness and courage heavenly father for it's in you lord we are healed and saved and cleansed and washed father today we thank you for the word we thank you for the salvation heavenly father that we have in jesus christ lord we ask you to be with us lord as we study your word together in thy name we pray amen
0: Thank God for America. Amen. It's still the best place on earth. <laughs> yeah, she brought her patriotic purse there, I noticed. <laughs> All right. That's a purse. Right. So today, like I said, we're still in the Acts of the Apostles, the part one part, the first twelve chapters, in other words, of the book of Acts. Our key verse is found in Acts 6, 7, which states uh, in the King James, the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And our central truth is the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Amen. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. And uh, the early church, of course, was growing, and as it did, it attracted more and more attention from the Jewish leaders, many of whom had been instrumental in the crucifixion of Jesus. And these people who thought they were ridding themselves of a problem by crucifying Jesus now found that instead of scattering the followers, this group had grown to thousands and was continuing to grow. Their efforts to stop the church were only increasing its success. Uh, I remember in Bible school, one of my professors said, if you take a, a banana that's peeled, of course, and you put it in the palm of your hand, and then you put your other hand on top of that, It spreads, yeah. Yeah. And so the pressure of persecution of the early church just caused it to spread, (laughs) amen. Uh, Others were growing in ability and knowledge, and that comes, of course, as we tackle problems. Think of how you learn to change a tire, for instance, if you have learned that, or why you have never learned to change it. (laughs) Learning such a skill usually happens by doing it. That's how you learn things, often of necessity. The early church learned to be more effective in ministry as believers tackled problems that arose. They learned to involve more people in various areas of ministry. They learned that other people other than the apostles could perform miracles and proclaim the gospel. That's good to know because, you know, there's the teaching, well, miracles went out with the apostles. Well, even while the apostles were here, we see others did miracles that were not apostles. Um, so anyway, uh, it was um, proclaiming the gospel, although it comes with a cost, but it is well worth the cost. And so we're going to learn by example uh, in this lesson of how we can be more effective in proclaiming the gospel. So our first scripture happens there in Acts, the sixth chapter, verses one through seven uh, concerning multiplying church, as we were talking about in the introduction there, and the problems that they were having in the, inside the church. <laughs> uh, Sherry, do you have that? Yes, I do.
2: Chapter six. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the uh, Hellenistic Jews among them complained about the he, um, Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribu- uh, distribution of food. So, the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the world. So this proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip, uh, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, uh, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Jewit—how Jew, uh, do you say that? Jew, Judaism. And they presented these men to the apostles, who prayed and laid their hands on them and so the word of God spread. The number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith.
0: All right, good reading. I know those names are hard to say. Well, sure the... are. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have pronunciation in my Bible, so I can't help you. <laughs> but anyway, if they say that, nearly all those names were Greek names. And that's interesting because it was the Greek whittles that felt like they were being neglected because they didn't speak Hebrew like the Hebrew whittles did. And and so they were hard to understand. So the Lord, in wisdom, let them have these Greek men to be able to communicate with them and to help them out instead of... uh, not being heard and uh so i i knew that some of the names were definitely greek but they said in the quarterly that all of them were greek names probably and uh so they they were wise or the the holy spirit of course was wise in in uh, having them as the first deacons because that's what a deacon means to serve and uh a deacon was never to be the uh, ruler of the church or anything like that. They were to be servants to the pastor or to the, the, the apostles at this time. And uh, so he, Peter said, we just don't have time to really wait on all these tables and take care of the food distribution and everything because we need to spend time in prayer and the study of the word so that we can minister as we need to to the body of Christ. And therefore, they chose these seven deacons. And uh, today, most churches, uh, especially I know in the assemblies, do not really have deacons. They have trustees. They have a board, you know. But they try to follow the same qualifications which is good to do about finding men and women now that have been filled with the holy ghost and are full of wisdom and and uh, that's a good uh qualification list for that and uh, so anyway they were making sure that these uh widows were taken care of because they had a legitimate complaint because they were not being heard because of the language barrier there. And uh, so Luke used several summary statements in Acts to highlight how the Lord sustained the growth of the early church. And in one of those statements, it says that uh, they uh, continued to increase and, and grow Uh, This was the result of the number of people who came to faith in Jesus Christ that multiplied and the reach of the gospel extended to every segment of society in Jerusalem. And uh, we mentioned before about when we studied the day of Pentecost, how that a lot of people came from all over the world there to the Feast of Pentecost. And they were just planning to be there during the feast days But instead, they stayed on, and so that's why they had some problems. They didn't bring enough provision for them to continue on uh, than the days that they were prepared for. And so this is why the church stepped in there, and different ones of the body of Christ uh, helped provide for the needs of these that have stayed over. And um, so... Verse 7, she read, describes the climax of the church ministry in Jerusalem. And then uh, chapter 6 also continues with the ministry of Stephen, one of those chosen to serve by caring for the widows. And then chapter 7 concludes, of course, with his death or martyrdom and uh, the persecution that arose caused many to leave the city instead of just staying there. Uh, so anyway, it says it's not wrong to say that the story of Acts continues today, because that's one book that doesn't end in in the New Testament. Nearly all the books end by, by a conclusion, but the book of Acts doesn't end, because the Holy Spirit is still acting in his church, and and so we, we have a part in that. And uh, so uh, we go on to uh, how that uh, the ministry was powerful and the teaching, though, became opposed in Acts 6, 8 through 15. Uh, Opal, do you have that?
3: And Stephen, full of power... And faith did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freemen, freed men, Serenius Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia in Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the st- spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all those who sat in the council looked steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel.
0: All right. So first, uh, Stephen was getting into this dispute. Of course, it mentioned that, that he was able to do miracles as well as the apostles, how that he also did great wonders and miracles among the people. We're, we're not told what they were, but they were evidence of the fact that, that he had the power to do those things even like the apostles were able to do. And uh, so they had a, uh, this dispute that came about from those that were in the synagogue there. And uh, they uh, began debating with him, but it says they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. And uh, Jesus had said, you know, when they bring you before the magistrates and so forth, don't worry about what to say. The spirit will show you at that time what to say. And we saw that with... Peter and John, when they were brought before the council, and they, they had the spirit of wisdom to say, choose you, should we obey you or obey God? And uh, they weren't able to resist them as well as, as we know. And uh, because the spirit of the Lord was there to give them wisdom, what to say. And the spirit was thereupon Stephen to give him wisdom. And uh, nearly every trial that we read about, with Jesus' trial and others in the Bible, they bring in these false witnesses that, that will uh, speak falsely. And, of course, that's against one of the commandments. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And just recently, you know, with this uh, commission on, on January 6th, this lady was found to be a false witness that came in, and uh, I'm telling you, we still have it today, where they hire these false witnesses. We know that they hired some false witnesses with the confirmation hearing of, of the judge Kavanaugh, and uh, how it was proven that she was false. And this actress that they hired, was, she was saying, you know, the president tried to grab the wheel and, and all that was false because uh, it did not happen. And so it just kind of blew up in their face when they brought in this false witness. But that's happening even today, as we say, that uh, they, these so called hearings and trials. They get these false witnesses to come in. Um, so they set up false witnesses, and, and uh, they they still tried to use the same false witness statement that they used against Jesus when they said, he said that he was going to destroy the temple, and then in three days he'll raise it up. But he he said destroy this temple, speaking of his body, and he said in three days I will raise it up. But of course they twisted his words all around and made it sound like he said that he was going to destroy the temple. And so they tried to use that same argument with Stephen here uh, when they brought in these false witnesses to say that he is blaspheming the temple. He said this Jesus is going to destroy the temple and, and uh, destroy our way of worship. So all those that sat in the council looked on him, and they saw his face as the face of an angel. In other words, it was glowing. And it probably reminded them of Moses when he was with God on the mountain and came down, and his face was glowing that he had put a veil.
1: The problem then, and also today when we have what we have having on this gen- gen- uh-huh. the sixth is that there was no cross-examination. True. In a court courtroom, you have a guy that's going to be the prosecutor and the defender. Right. Each one gets to ask the questions. Right. And yeah. in that, his case, there was nobody there to, to cross-examine right. the situation. They didn't let
0: him come in no. and defend himself.
1: And that's the same way with this January the 6th thing. Right. No cross-examination. they got to take what, what yeah. they hear from the witness. Of course,
0: they get out of that by saying this wasn't really a court of law. Yeah. We're just yeah. having a hearing. Yeah. <laughs> But they are sure yeah, trying yeah, to prosecute. You know, if it's not a court of law and it's not, if it doesn't have a resolution, then why do you do it other than control and to right. make someone look yeah. bad? The yes. devil
1: using it to keep us on that rather than on the real situations in hand, is our economy mm-hmm. and our. I know. Yeah. else, crime. That's exactly. Yeah,
0: right. the devil's good at distractions. That's for yes. sure. And, uh, and
1: he'll use just about anybody. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, anyways, um, I advise you to watch Fox News more than the regular media because they they get to the point of how that the president, you know, really wanted to have that. Uh, capital protected, you know, with 20,000 troops. And Nancy said, nope, she didn't want it. And so, anyway, uh, if he was planning this so called insurrection, why would he want 20,000 troops there to protect? Uh, but Fox brings that out. You don't hear that on the other news channels, except maybe the religious ones like this center point that uh, TBN has now every night and also, uh, of course, 700 Club uh, with CBN. But anyway, um, it's just so one-sided, you know, and and so that's why they uh, just, uh, like Brother said, they didn't give him a chance to really defend himself, they just brought him then before the council. And uh, let's see, uh, 712, One and two says, then said the high priest, are these things so? Because they brought him before the Sanhedrin is what it was saying there. And uh, they first were just having this debate among them. But then they decided to bring him before the Sanhedrin with these charges, these false charges about him blaspheming the temple. And so the high priest said, are these things so? <laughs> and so uh, he did have a chance here to defend himself. Some, And so he said, men and brethren, fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Canaan. And so he starts with the story that they were aware of the history of Israel from Abraham and he brought it all the way to Jesus. So if you want a Reader's Digest version of the history of Israel, just read that seventh chapter because it's uh, one of the longest chapters there in Acts. And uh, so he, uh, he brings it down to Moses, we know, first started with Abraham and he said, Moses said in verse 37 that uh, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me, Moses, him shall ye hear. And so then he said, so I want to talk to you about that prophet. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the mountain Sinai. And uh, so he goes on to say uh, that while God was speaking to Moses, the people down below the mountain there, they, they approached Aaron and said, Make us gods to be, be, go before us. As for this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him because he was up there over 30, 40 days. And so they made a calf in those days and offered sacrifice unto this idol. And so God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven as it was written, O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to me slain beasts and sacrificed by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? And then he goes on to say uh, that after that happened, uh, that God raised up Solomon to build the temple because they were accusing him of blaspheming the temple. And he said, Solomon built him a house, howbeit he couldn't really build a house for God because uh, the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. That'd be a big house (laughs) too that you'd have to have heaven and, and the earth all in that house. I remember that uh, movie that uh, came out several years ago called China Cry. And this woman was, was taken in custody before the Chinese government there. And this captain said, one of these days, we're going to put your god in jail. <laughs> And he, she said, to do that you'll have to capture the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so that's what Stephen was saying. That really Solomon could not really build a house to contain the God of the universe, whose heaven is his throne and the earth his footstool. And uh, so then uh, it, he says. Hath not my hand made all these things, is what God declared. So then he comes to uh, 51 through 60. Uh, Let's see, uh, Brother Mickey, you have that? 51 through 60.
1: Verses 51 through 60. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did so do ye, which of the prophets have you have not your fathers persecuted and they have slain them, which showed before the, of the coming of the just one of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the dispensation of angels and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth but he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at, on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him and the witness laid their, down their coat at a young man's feet whose name was saul and they stoned stephen calling upon god and saying lord jesus receive my spirit and he kneeled down and cried in a loud voice lord lay not this sin to their charge." and when he had said this he fell asleep all right Do you have any comments about that well it's, it's interesting to note that uh, we see uh, the reason for Stephen being persecuted and for him being killed because the coats were laid at Saul's feet and if we look in further in the New Testament we find that Saul became Paul who wrote the biggest part of the New Testament so uh, God works his wonders in miraculous ways and we sometimes say why did you do it that way Lord but there was a reason why God did it this way or that way and that reason was so Saul would see the power that God had. Amen.
0: So Saul was one of those that saw his face shine as a, as, uh, with the glory of God and, and heard Stephen say, there's a song that was written about that. I see Jesus standing at the Father's right hand. I see Jesus yonder in the promised land work is over now I'm coming to thee I see Jesus standing waiting for me (laughs) so I I don't know who wrote that Charles or somebody but the verse says once a man named Stephen preached about the Lord folks were saved folks were healed as they heard his word Satan did not like it Soon he had his crowd, and as he was tried, they heard Stephen cry aloud that course, As the stones fell upon him, leading, not leaning, it's beating, (laughs) beating out his life, Stephen knew he'd soon be through with all toil and strife. So much like the master, with a heart so true he prayed, Lord, forgive, for they know not what they do, is what he was about saying. There, lay not this to their charge. Then through the gates of glory, down the street of gold, marched a hero of the Lord into heaven's fold, where he met the Savior at the great white throne. I believe he smiled and said, Stephen, welcome home. <laughs> I like that song Uh, and how true it is. And there's a lot of things in what he said there. Uh, He said that I see Jesus standing. Now, we're told, you know, in Hebrews and other places that Jesus sat down at the Father's right hand. And so um, another place in the scriptures, it says that he will remain there until Time for the Father to send him back. So Jesus stood perhaps ready to come back, you know, and rescue the church. But the Father said, not now. And uh, But also, it's interesting the fact that when we stand up for Christ, he'll stand for us as well. And so uh, he, he got up off the throne and stood there to welcome Stephen home, and uh, so it's a beautiful story, all right, uh, but it's also a sad story, because of course, he became the first martyr, and uh, he uh, gave his life, because they, they stoned him, but as Brother Mickey pointed out, they laid their coats at this young man named Saul, uh, Bible scholars believe that Saul was about 33 years old, about the same age that Jesus was when he was crucified, and uh, uh, Saul was uh, just a young man there, but they laid their coats at him, which means that he uh, was approving of it, but as far as we know, he didn't throw a stone at Stephen, they, but uh, the others did, and... Uh, um, but on 8 it says all right. that Paul was consenting to his death. That's what I meant, consenting, yeah. but it never yeah. says he threw a stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he didn't
3: throw it. But he mm-hmm. certainly he didn't, didn't stop it either, did he? No, he didn't stop it. <laughs> right. If you don't stand up, you're marked. That's
0: right. And right. I, I kind of think maybe that's the reason that it's pointed out like that, mm-hmm. because so many times so I'll say, I didn't, do, I didn't do it, I didn't do <laughs> yeah. it. and you know, I didn't he, throw any stones. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't do it physically.
2: But you didn't stop. But he
3: agreed. You didn't stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Omission is the same as not doing it, or, yeah, or the same as Omission doing it.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so we, we see that we're introduced first here to this young man named Saul, who, like our brother Mickey pointed out, will later become the Apostle Paul. And. Uh, So we know that this was on his mind continually, you know, because he said that uh, it just always was before him about how he persecuted the church and, and how that he was there when Stephen was stoned. But the prayer that Stephen prayed helped save Saul because he said, Lord, don't charge them with this and uh so he was saying don't don't uh uh, condemn him or to yeah don't don't kill them uh and uh so he had the same forgiveness in his heart like jesus did you know when jesus said father forgive them they know not what they are doing And so he didn't use exactly those words, but it meant about the same thing. Don't lay sin, this charge upon them. Don't charge them. And um, this would later on help Saul to become converted. And uh, we'll be studying more about Saul in the lessons to follow. We're doing good on time. Um, So the gospel is the power of God for salvation, and as believers, we must proclaim the gospel so people will accept Christ as Savior. (coughs) When issues rise within a church that threaten to hinder the proclamation of the gospel, we need to address them with godly compassion and wisdom from the Spirit. This may involve more people getting involved using the gifts the spirit has given them this helps the church remain focused on its mission opposition from those outside the faith should not move the church from its mission either it should cause believers to seek to stay full of the spirit knowing he is the source of their courage and power lord we thank you for your word we thank you lord for men like stephen that was true even unto death, and we, you said, be faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life, and uh, he had a crown waiting for him, and you stood up ready to give it to him, and we thank you, Lord, that as we stand for you, you stand for us, but if we're ashamed of you, you'll be ashamed of us, so help us never to be ashamed of you or the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, and we pray that Many, even today, as we are celebrating our nation's birthday and independence, will find true freedom in you, Lord, as they surrender their life to you. And we praise for our nation, Lord, that America will return unto you, Lord, and, and uh, repent and, and follow you again. And we pray that you'll just... Deal with Congress and Supreme Court and others that need to have your wisdom and guidance. Be with our president. Give him wisdom. And, Lord, we pray that you'll just help us in drawing closer to you. And we praise you for it. Be, this, be with this service to follow, Lord. Deal with hearts, we pray. And we thank you, Lord, for the freedom we have in you. For whom the Son is set free, is free. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a happy 4th of July. Praise